It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, your Bruce Wayne wannabe, thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. And after a couple of pots of coffee and fighting hordes to do some last-minute Christmas shopping, Ready to talk Oklahoma City Thunder basketball with you. And coming up on today's show, did you know that Russell Westbrook actually has better betting odds than Paul George to win the MVP? We've been so enamored with everything that Paul George has been doing here in Oklahoma City that you said he was the MVP of the Oklahoma City Thunder. I say it's Steven Adam, and maybe it's shame on both of us And shame on everybody else who's either watched an NBA game this year or covered the NBA this year to not be talking about Russell Westbrook the way we should be talking about Russell Westbrook. I will attempt to do that in segment number one, but I'm not leaving PG out of that segment. We will hear from Paul George because he had an opportunity to run a little point last night with Raymond Felton and Dennis Schroeder both being suspended. He had to adjust his minutes because both of those guys were on the bench. We will discuss that. We'll we'll hear from him and discuss all the goodness that is Russell Westbrook in segment number one. In segment number two, Stephen Adams, who I've said is the MVP of the Oklahoma City Thunder, all he has done is average a double-double this season, which is pretty incredible. But there was something that was said about him on NBA TV this morning that I, I cannot let go. Because it's, it's one of those things that in the moment when you say it, it sounds really good, but there's such a falsity to it about not just Steven Adams, but about any other athlete that I, I felt the need to sort of point it out. And we'll, if, if I haven't already told you, we will hear from Steven Adams about his night. We'll finish things up hearing from Billy Donovan because we haven't heard from him in a while. He'll talk about the game. And we'll do this all in the next 28 minutes or less right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, as well as News Radio 1000 KTOK. 
I am a credentialed member of the media. I've covered the Thunder for five years, and I hope you like what you're listening to. And if you do, please go to LockedOnThunder.com. That's LockedOnThunder.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Or if you're lucky enough to have a smart speaker at home, be it Google or Alexa, just say, Hey, Google, play Locked on Thunder podcast or Alexa play Locked on Thunder podcast, and she'll pull it up. There's so many easy ways to get the podcast. Another way you can do it is at LockedOnPodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the podcast there. We're all part of, we're all part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team, every day. Paul George, another incredible night last night. Steven Adams averages a double-double, but Russell Westbrook, gets his second straight triple-double, or his second triple-double in as many games last night as the Thunder careened the Sacramento Kings getting a much-needed win. And for Russ, it could have easily been four triple-doubles in a row, just missing it in one category or another in the two previous games. But it's triple-double number 112 for him. And at the end of the season, all Russell Westbrook is going to do, I mean, this is it. This is all Russell Westbrook's going to accomplish this year is he's going to pass Magic Johnson for second on the all-time triple-doubles list, and he's going to have Oscar Robinson squared in his sights, and he's going to average a triple-double for the third year in a row. He is going to be historic. And when you look at the betting odds, and I pulled this up on Bovada before I did the podcast today, Russell Westbrook has better betting odds to win the MVP than Paul George does. And and part of that is I don't know if that is was all set at the beginning of the year and how much of it's really moved up and down and what the betters are seeing. But all we've done in Oklahoma City, and especially lately because it appeared on the on the front page of ESPN and it was on the jump as well, is we have been building up PG thirteen. We have said that he is the MVP of the Oklahoma City Thunder in the poll that I ran. You said he was the MVP of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he waxed Steven Adams in that poll. He had over 70% of the vote. And other, who I, we should have put Russell Westbrook there, and that's my fault. Other was teeny tiny. He's like 3 or 6%. Shame on us. Shame on me for, first of all, not including Russell Westbrook in that poll. And then shame on you for overlooking everything Russell Westbrook does. Shame on the, the media everybody. And Russell Westbrook is doing it in a manner this year, which is that way that everybody has wanted him to do it, which is team first. And they want him, they they want that point assist total to sort of average out. And last night was about as perfect as you could get. It was like 19 points and 17 assists last night uh, for Russell Westbrook. I think it was 11 rebounds. And I may be a little bit off on the rebounds, but I know the points were 19 and the assists were 17, and yet there will still be those critics who are upset that he has more points than he does assists. Russell Westbrook is the guy that now puts team first, doesn't rack up, that doesn't think about stats first, he thinks about teams first, and yet he's still getting a triple-double. He's dispelling all the myths. And for some reason in his own backyard, we start to take him for granted and are really looking at our shiny new toy in Paul George, which part of the problem, part of the reason that is, is Paul George had such a tough time adjusting to playing with the Oklahoma City Thunder last year, and he comes back this year. We all thought, well, okay, well, Paul can't help but be better. Second year playing with Russ, those guys getting used to each other, they seem to get along, he'll be better. But he's been spectacularly better. 
Adams is healthy for the first time in maybe two seasons. He's starting to do what, what he does. And then there's Russ, just good old consistent Russ, doing what he does just by rolling out on the court. And we're not even talking about him as the MVP. We're talking about Steph Curry. We're talking about Kevin Durant. We're talking about Kawhi Leonard. We're talking about James Harden, who's not averaging a triple-double this year. But somehow when James gets one, it's it, it's more front-page news than when, than when Russ gets one. We're talking about LeBron James because he's bringing the Los Angeles Lakers into the playoffs this year. And he's got them overperforming what we thought he was. And I'm sorry, but if I had an MVP vote this year, and I don't know why I'm saying I'm sorry, because I'm not I'm not ashamed of this. I don't know why I'm apologizing for it. But if you gave me an MVP vote this year and I had to vote right now, it would be for Russell Westbrook. Sorry, you can't average a triple-double three years in a row and not be the most valuable player in the association. Not to take anything away from Steph or Kevin or Kawhi or Giannis. Didn't even mention Giannis. Not taking anything away from all those other guys, but right now, Russell Westbrook is your MVP, should be your MVP, and deserves a lot more credit than what he's being given by the national media and to an extent us here in the local media because of our infatuation with Paul George. Speaking of Paul George, another feather in his cap, something that's going to certainly help him get into this talk is when you have a game last night where you're down, not one, but two backup point guards, well, now you've got to rely on Paul George's skill set to help you out. And the Thunder did last night. And not only did he run point, but he scored. He played really good defense. Now, maybe that's a knock against Russ. Is he doesn't play good enough defense, which is bogus. It's a bogus argument. But Paul George doing it all last night. And after the game was his usual just gracious and humble self. Paul, you're pretty used to playing that whole first quarter. Um, what was it like for you tonight to have the... You know, the rotations kind of switch up with um, you know, with Dennis and Raymond being out. Uh, it was fine. It was fine. I still had my rhythm. Um, I talked to coach before the game, um, so it wasn't like it was a surprise. Um, so I was, I was ready. I was ready, um, knowing the guys that you know, were out of Jersey tonight. Um, you know, I was ready to step in and fill in. Is it fun, you know, to have the ball in the, in your hands as much as you had it tonight with Dennis being out? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but you know, as much as how fun it is, it's, it's the game is definitely easier. Um, you know, when when Dennis is out there with me, um, you know, facilitating the offense with the second unit. Is there like a, a, me- a mental or emotional impact that happens when you see Steven so dominant on the glass? You know, just the kind of the physical pounding that you guys are putting to them. Um, yeah, I mean, I just love seeing it. Um, you know, Steve-O is, is so physical and, um, you know, he's, he's a special player. He's unique. Um, not a lot of bigs. I, you can throw the ball on the block and they can get a basket. Um, you know, just his, you know, him keeping extra possessions alive, him going after offensive rebounds, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a weapon. And, you know, it's, it's, it's great um, when he's clicking and, and, you know, we're just rolling. What was the thought when you know you all get word of you know Dennis and, and Raymond not being able to play tonight? Oh, I mean it is what it is. Um, you know the league made whatever uh, you know call they had to on that. Um, you know it is what it is. We had to keep rolling as a team um, and just pick up you know those guys being out. What'd you see from the starting five tonight? Because um, the stat sheet was pretty impressive. Uh, we were in sync. I thought we were in sync throughout the whole game. Um, we established the tempo. We played, um, 
to their pace, and 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 we was able to play to our pace. So uh, I thought we we just challenged ourselves to to get back, um, match up, stop them from being, being in transition. Um, and make them play in a half court. Is there anything special for you about catching the ball at the elbow? It seems like you're just so comfortable operating when, you, when you're able to post up right there. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always played in that area. Um, it's, it's definitely a familiar area for me to be in. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, nine times out of 10, I got the size matchup. So um, from there, it's just getting to a spot and, you know, raising up. If I got a little guy on me or a slower guy, just, you know, attacking from that elbow. Got to hand it to Sam Presti. Because between Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Raymond Felton, in the last couple of years, you have really given us somebody, you've given us some guys that like to talk on the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't know if that's a prerequisite for, for Sam Presti when he's looking to trade for players or sign for free agents. It's like, hey, how good are you with the media? Can you carry on a conversation? Can you talk about things other than basketball? I don't know if he quizzes quizzes guys up on this. I don't know if he asks other players about what the personality is like for these guys when you throw a microphone in your face. But if you're not doing that, Sam, hey, you're getting very lucky, and we're thankful for it. Um, it things not helping Russell Westbrook, not being very good with the media, but again, he's kind of Teflon when it comes to that. But because you've got Russ who won't say much and Steven Adams isn't as talkative at home as home as he is on the road, it's nice to have a guy like Paul George that will give you some insight every time that you go into the locker room. Billy, thank you for that. I have to thank you for that because it makes my job easier and you get an opportunity to hear these guys talk when we get to do some audio here on Locked on Thunder. My name is Eric G. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, we're going to discuss Steven Adams. We get to hear from Steven Adams who gets... Another double-double. And we'll talk about, when it comes to Steven Adams, does he finally get that all-star vote? It's all right here on LOT. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. And if you're into college sports, we've got you covered as well with Locked on Sooners. Both part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder are both available via your smart speaker. Just say, hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners podcast. Or Alexa, play Locked On Thunder podcast. And both Google and Alexa will oblige. You can also subscribe via Apple iTunes. There's Stitcher, there's Spotify, and there's our new website, LockedOnPodcast.com, which gives you access to every single Locked On podcast 
It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just another ho-hum game for Steven Adams. Gets another double-double. I think he's 20 rebounds, 20-plus rebounds last night. And uh, something was said about Steven Adams on NBA TV that... um, well, first of all, I think they, they they did acknowledge that Steven Adams should be getting all-star consideration this year. I, I will I will not argue with that. Watching hit watching his game rise, I will not argue with the fact that Steven Adams deserves all-star consideration. I hope he gets all-star consideration. But and I can't remember who said this last night, but they put Steven Adams into that box as a guy that doesn't like a spotlight and a guy that understands his role. Essentially, what they made him was was the workman of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's selling Steven Adams short. Actually, that's selling any athlete short. Any professional athlete, any athlete that has made it to the upper level, to the the highest level that you can play at, wants some spotlight, wants some individual recognition. Because what they have accomplished is so incredibly hard to do they're like they're like everybody else. They they want that validation. They want to know that they're doing a good enough job. And for as awesome as the contracts are, and as great as it is to see your jersey on somebody somebody else's back, and the endorsements and everything else, they still like it when the media acknowledges that they are one of the best at the game. Now, some crave it more than others, and I'll argue that. Kevin Durant needs that validation more than anybody else, and Steven Adams doesn't need near as much validation as Kevin Durant. But don't tell me that Steven Adams doesn't want validation. And, and that's not a knock on him or any other athlete. It's just the way, it's just the way that all of them are. And just knowing athletes as long as I have and having the opportunity to talk to them, they all want that pat on the back from time to time. And Steven Adams is finally getting it this year. Uh, the, the talk is starting to build around Steven Adams as well as it should build around Steven Adams when you have nights like him now is he does he understand his role that I completely agree with Steven Adams knows what he is he knows he is a true five and in an era of positionless basketball he is chained to a particular position he knows he's supposed to rebound on the offensive and defensive end he knows he's supposed to play hard defense he knows he has to be the enforcer when that comes, think about this for a second. When we talk about Steven Adams knowing his role, how many things did I just list that Steven Adams has to do? I don't remember just how many I've done, four or five, maybe. I'm saying off the top of my head, but you start checking off that list. That's some pretty big responsibility for one guy to handle, and he handles it tremendously well. He knows another one of his jobs is to go get beat up every single night and still be ready to play the next night and come out and be just as fresh as you were the night you were the game before. That's Adams. Take a physical pounding, go out, still produce. That's what Steven Adams does. The other thing that he does is interviews. Um, Not as good at him as he used to be. Uh, Better on the road than he is at home, and I'm not really sure why that is. Maybe he feels a little, maybe he feels more obligated with us and less obligated with press from other cities, but here is Steven Adams after last night's game on his performance on Paul George and on anything anybody else ever wanted to know about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Rotational box out's uh, an issue tonight. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, there was, there was one where we were just like, mate, we'll be doing a good, good job boxing out. Just get a real bounce, you know. There was a lot of those. Um, even when we, like, 
basically secured the ball. Some of them will slip out. The bomber Russ like pretty much got slipped out, bounced the water, and I was like, yeah, it's just messy, you know. Um, not sure exactly what it is. Maybe it is discipline with the little things, you know. But I felt like we were trying to box out for the most part. But again, those rotations, since they move so much, kind of makes the box outs a little bit more difficult, you know, because they're cutting constantly. Once you have a cut and the shot goes up, they now cover a lot of ground. All you have is just like a couple feet from you in the basket. Meanwhile, they have everything on the backside, you know, so it's a, bit, it's a little bit different, you know. Were they running, it seemed like they were running Randall kind of right on the back of Davis's yeah. lobs. How hard is that to cover? Uh, like we, we fixed it. They had a couple, they, they had the first one on me. It's um, uh, McGiddy. It's called a McGiddy cut. Yeah. Um, I mean, great from them. Good, good setup from the coach, man. It's just like a lot of attention to pick and roll. Better than just going downhill. But I feel like we, we, we fixed that for the most part, at least. So, yeah, before we did a good job switching that up, shutting that off. But yeah, again, bro, the biggest problems just came from lobs and shit like, like if we take away all the lobs, yeah, this guy was just getting shit and dunks, fucking terrible. So yeah, just like take away the lobs and stuff, make them kick out, make them drive from there, probably might have been a little bit different. Maybe. Steven, how tough is it? How tough is Anthony Davis on that second jump? I mean, you blocked him one time and he just went right back to him and he's right back up with it. But one slips out of Russell's hands and he's right back up. How tough is he to defend with his length and his athleticism on that second jump? Well, that's all it is, mate. Like, you know, again, terrific player. Really good scorer. Super long. You know what I mean? So, it's all those players, man, where you can't, so fragile as well, you know? So you can't really give them too much contact because it gets its course. Um, but, He's, again, a good player. You expect him to make that sort of, you know, around the basket sort of stuff. That's what we're trying not to let him get to there. You know, we want him to take these outside jumpers. For the most part, I feel like we did that um, when he made it. When we did guard the guard the sets, they kind of went to ISO with, like, kind of him. We ended up taking, like, a some sort of jump shot, which is, which is good for him. But, yeah, not enough of those. What do you think about the way that Russell ran the game at the end of the game? Even though y'all are in a position where you know they might get up by two possessions, you, know, you still get that possession where Russell waits for you to come up, y'all swing around, get Paul to three. I mean, what do you think about the way y'all ran offense at the end of the fourth quarter? Um, which one was that? Same way. The way you ran offense at the fourth quarter. Was it the one in transition? Where you hit I mean, me in the pocket? Yeah, you hit you. I swung. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Oldman does a great job always. Because he oh, attracts a lot of, a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. Just a read, mate. Made the right read. Hit me in the middle. Dude rotate. I had corner. Another rotation. PG like wide open. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those transition plays, mate, where, yeah, it's a, it's a tough scramble. Yeah. We, we struggle with this sort of So it's just one of those tough scramble ones. So, yeah. Kudos to him. What about free throws, Steven? How do you feel about the free throw game tonight? I mean, I want to make all of them. Yeah, that's the goal, but sometimes it just doesn't do the thing that you want it to do, so. It's not exactly your kid-friendly superstar when you get him alone, which is really funny, and I, I may have already, I, I get the feeling sometimes I've already said things um, on my podcast, but my father, the first thing my father said to me is like, Adams is is perfect for kids. He is he is that superstar that, that he thinks kids should gravitate to because big guy, long hair, tattoos, looks like Aquaman. 
has that superhero look that you would think more kids would be interested in Steven Adams. When you're talking about kids, you're talking about that range from probably six all the way up to 12. And then and sometimes once you start playing the sport, you get more enamored with those guys that are a little bit more athletic and getting the spotlight and you want to be more like them. And that's where you see guy that's where you see kids want to be more like PG, want to be more like Russell Westbrook, but this is this is Steven Adams starting to build a fan base right now. His his fan base, if you if you ask me what the Steven Adams fan base is, it's people who watch the NBA on a regular night. Everybody who's watching the NBA game 1 through 82 is a fan of Steven Adams. They love his game. They appreciate what he does when he's on the floor. Appreciate that he's sort of an for lack of a better term old school type player. That's who Steven Adams' fan base is. Let the Thunder get into the playoffs this year. Let the Thunder make a run at the Golden State Warriors who are who are who are hurting right now. Let the Thunder make a run, and then you'll see Steven Adams be as popular as anybody has been on this basketball team. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll finish things up here in the next uh, minute or so, and we'll hear from Billy Donovan, who will uh, talk about last night's game. It's all right here on Locked on Thunder. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have another episode of Locked On Sooners that is ready for you via Alexa or Google. Just say, Alexa, play Locked On Sooners podcast. Or, hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners podcast. And there it is. Not even right at your fingertips, just uh, just by using your mouth there. It's very easy to, uh, to, to get the Locked On Thunder and Locked On Sooners podcast. There's also that whole subscription thing you could do via LockedOnPodcast.com and Apple iTunes and hey, if Stitcher or Spotify is more your thing. We have that covered as well. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One thing I have not called the Thunder on this podcast is special. And it was said today, I watched like five minutes of NBA TV today. That's all I watch. Spend more time watching ESPN and uh, perusing the NFL Network after the the Josh Gordon news came out. But while I hit NBA TV, I, I got there right at the right time. It's really dumb luck on my part, to catch the Thunder Kings highlight. And the discussion about Oklahoma City's Big Three now versus what the Big Three was in the past, and it came up from the host, whom I'd like to credit but cannot think of the guy's name, said that the Thunder have finally moved past the Kevin Durant era. And now you're into the era of the new Big Three of George, Westbrook, and Adams. I I can't disagree with that. But it, but it, there's something more than this just being the era of the new big three. And this is something more than this team just being dangerous when it comes to the playoffs. This is something special brewing here in Oklahoma City. 
Because these guys are going to be around for a while unless it's Sam Presti's decision to get rid of any of them. Paul George just signed a long-term contract. Russell Westbrook just signed a long-term contract. Steven Adams' long-term contract just kicked in. For those of you, and I say those, but if you were one of those people who were very angry about Kevin Durant leaving and you were upset that the Thunder did not replace Kevin Durant immediately with another superstar and you were disappointed with the direction that the Thunder went when Carmelo Anthony came and it didn't turn out the way you thought and you were thinking that Billy Donovan was going to get fired. I mean, if you fell into that category, and I think it's, it's if you're listening to this podcast, you probably didn't fall into that category. Most people that, that do listen to this podcast didn't fall into that category. Well, now you are starting to see the fruits of Sam Presti's labor pay off. We're starting to see the fruits of Sam Presti's labor payoff and for all of Sam Presti's critics can you now just say the guy knew what he was doing when he hired Billy Donovan can you now just say you knew what he was doing when he inked Steven Adams to that long-term contract and made it easier for Victor Oladipo to be traded he he knew it was going to take a while and it was going to be some rough treading but eventually what he worked towards was stability and by extending Billy Donovan, it gives you the impression of stability. I say for true stability, you're still going to have to sign him to a new contract before that one uh, before that one expires for sure, but even before next year gets started. And speaking of Billy Donovan, he's a great conversationalist, especially when it comes to the game of basketball. And here is BD after last night's win over the Sacramento Kings. Billy, what did you all do to kind of correct some of the issues y'all had early in the pick and roll? I think, um, you know, they were getting some pretty easy, untouched runs to the rim there in the, in the first half. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things was, was is I didn't think that we did. We, we were so, I think, concerned about getting back in transition that once we got back, you know, we probably, with Fox, um, Farrell, um, you know, even Heal, those guys were coming off and we weren't able to really stop the ball and get it under control and our weak side wasn't pulling in uh, enough. Mm-hmm. I think was the game we're on, we did a better job of getting to the level of the screen, getting some better ball containment, and then did a better job of kind of pulling across and providing help at the rim um, better than we did maybe to start the game. We talked about Russell doing all the other things, uh, even when his shot's not falling, but in that first half he looked more comfortable than he has in the first, like the last three games or so, in terms of his offense, hitting that bank shot from the left wing, getting down in transition. What did you think about the way that he was able to attack in the first half? Yeah, I think he's going to, like I said, he's going to get better and better. I don't really worry about his offense at all. I mean, that's going to come. Um, I, I thought and still believe he's playing really a great floor game, you know, as a point guard. Um, he's distributing, he's getting guys shots. Um, I mean, we had 28 assists today as a team. Obviously, he had 17 of them. But um, he's making the game easy for guys. He's getting guys shots. Um, he's incorporating everybody. Um, obviously, Paul had a huge offensive game. You know, certainly his offense, Paul, and that, you know, to close out the, the third and to start the fourth really kind of gave us some separation. But I think if you look at what Russell's doing on defense and what he's doing as, as, as it relates to a floor game, he's he's been really 
making a huge impact in a lot of different areas. 66 rebounds, 23 career high by Adams. Are those the kind of numbers a coach likes? I'm sorry. Are those the kind of numbers a coach likes to see? Uh, yeah, yeah. Those are. Yeah. I mean, we will we'll take that every game if we could. But uh, no, I mean, Stephen was phenomenal tonight on the glass. Our team was good on the glass. We got to the offensive glass. I, you know, I think one of the things that we wanted to do was play a little bit closer to the rim. I think if you look at the two previous games we've played them. Uh, we've taken a lot of three-point shots, 10 more than they had coming into this game. Uh, certainly we want to take the three, but I still felt like we needed to put pressure at the basket. And I do think because we did drive and get in there, it freed up Adams to, to, to offensive rebound because they had to come over and help on our guards driving. Um, and then, you know, what he was able to do defensively rebounding was, was really, you know, Thank you, really helpful. I know what you're thinking. BD reserved for Brian Davis, and Brian's a little bit of a sacred cow here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. We were, we were big fans of Brian Davis. Um, we're sad to see him go. Hey, not that we have anything against what's going on right now with the Oklahoma City Thunder broadcast, but we definitely uh, do miss Brian. But I don't think Brian would mind sharing a nickname with Billy Donovan. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. You know tomorrow's going to be a fun show. Thunder and Jazz, and we always have a lot of Jazz fans listening. So, hey, raising the coffee mug to you now. And get ready for tomorrow. Jazz coming off a big win against the Golden State Warriors. And we'll speak with you tomorrow about the Jazz and the Thunder. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Your home for Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and your team every day. I'm Eric G. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team Every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.